Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Was pressuring Hagen. Turnover, Carolina keeping the puck in. Now Natchez setting it across the Angelo snap to him. He scores! Sweeps it to Teravainen, back to Svechnikov. Keynes will get it to Trocek, below the goal line. D'Angelo back to Svechnikov across Teravainen, right on, rebound, he'll score! On the power play! Sebastian Ajo strikes with a man advantage again. Back into the Kane zone in the waiting moments of this power play. Worked across, shot, and Ranta gets across and robs Amadio. Oh, Auntie Ranta, two huge saves on this penalty kill. Now flipped into the Kane zone. Gets by Bear, circling, snap chance. Ranta can't make the save, still lose the heck at it. Ranta will get a pad to stop that chance. If Evgeny Dodonov with a wrap chance, and that hit the post and didn't go in. We were a whisker away from Vegas grabbing the leads. Trying to come up with a puck, and they do. Ajo behind the net. Bear sneaks in. His shot. Blockered away, and he'll score! Carolina keeps the puck in at the blue line. Natchez has it. Set up. Shot right on. Rebound chance. They'll score! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold, and the Carolina Hurricanes are now 12-2 and on the season after the 4-2 win in Vegas. Good start to the West Coast Tour as Carolina takes really just about seven minutes, I guess, of the second period off. Uh, of course, credit to Vegas for coming out hard to start the second, erased a 2-0 lead. It was 2-2 going to the third, and the Hurricanes just stepped on the gas. Uh, it way better than Vegas tonight. A lot of reasons for that. Uh, the Golden Knights are decimated by injuries. Um, Mark Stone's just playing a second game back. Max Pacioretty's out. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault is in COVID protocol. No William Carlson. Uh, they lose Shea Theodore in the third period. He kind of uh, took a spill on his own, uh, banged into the wall. Uh, hopefully he's okay. But anyway, Vegas got has all sorts of health issues. They, they list Jack Eichel, but they haven't had Jack Eichel all year. But then again... Uh, they also haven't had the guy they traded for Jack Eichel in uh, in Tuck. So uh, they it, it's just been a, a, a massive amount of injuries for the Golden Knights. Uh, all things considered, played pretty well tonight. I thought Robin Leonard was very good for them, but uh, the Hurricanes on their game. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they got it. Sammy Hatt and his crew do an amazing job. Oh, we got so many things I want to get to tonight. Uh, I will tell you this. This is sort of the morning after podcast. It's really the morning of podcast. Because the game ended after midnight. It ended in the morning, so it's sort of the morning of. Do you understand that? Uh, anyway, Alec Campbell will be along, and we'll both try to stay awake uh, long enough to give you what you guys need, which is um, uh, extended conversation about why this really was as good as it, it was, at least the way it looked to me. A uh, number of things to get to. And we're going to go through the goals because I thought there was a good theme tonight. Uh, and the theme tonight was get to the front of the net. Uh, Sebastian Ajo's power play goal. Just all alone in the slot. Wide open net after uh, a Teravinen shot was saved by Robin Leonard right out in front. Uh, the Seth Jarvis rebound of an Ethan Bear shot. He's in the high slot. Uh, quick reflexes. Snaps it past Robin Leonard. Uh, Vincent Trocek, incredible reaction 
to the shot by Teravainen uh, that was blockered to the right of the goal from a sharp angle, and Trocek uh, didn't waste any time, uh, banged it home for 4-2. So re- Carolina, you know, w- when you're looking for a recipe, how to score hard goals, I think the other than the uh, the first goal of the game, uh, which was a really pretty play, but uh, a battle won and a long shift that Carolina, I think there was a line change in the middle of the shift, uh, Natchez finding Tony D'Angelo. These were the type of goals that win playoff games. Rebound goals in front, creating opportunities uh, around the net, with, uh, you know, no, you don't need pretty plays to score goals because you're not going to get pretty plays to score goals in the playoffs. And we'll go through the goals uh, in just a second. And again, John, uh, Jonathan, uh, Alec Campbell. I can call him Jonathan, maybe. Alec Campbell will join us in just a couple of minutes. So, Nino Niederreiter is back. Martin Natchez is no longer ill. And this is something that, you know, having talked to Rod Brindamore uh, as much as I do, has, and as I have, uh, we were worried, not worried, we were wondering when we got to this point and Carolina's forward group was entirely healthy, who was coming out of the lineup? Because I'm pretty sure it ain't number 24. He was very good tonight, by the way. It's Seth Jarvis, he has the game-winning goal tonight. So, Nino's back. Nino's been, has played, I mean, I, I thought Nino was just okay tonight. That that line was not awesome. Uh, Stahl, Nino, and Foss. I thought it was good. It was solid. Uh, but it was not, uh, it was not dominant. Uh, it would probably be the fourth best of Carolina's lines tonight. Uh, but we knew somebody was, had, had to come out. And if we were ranking Carolina's 12 forwards, not named Nino Niederreiter, 1 through 12, 1 being uh, Sebastian Ajo, uh, 12 being whoever 12 is, that 12th player should have probably come out. Except that by any objective look, the 12th best forward for Carolina has been Jesperi Kotkaniemi. I don't know if Rod's playing a hunch, Rod just thought, let me just see what happens if I move Kotkaniemi back to the middle. So Derek Stepan has been excellent. I've I've loved everything we have seen from Derek Stepan, and I know Rod Brindamore has as well. So Stepan comes out. Kotkaniemi goes to the middle of the fourth line. That line was excellent tonight. Kotkaniemi was terrific tonight. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Derek Stepan's going to be odd man out again in Anaheim on Thursday. I don't know. Uh, part of me hopes he isn't. Part of me hopes this is sort of a little bit of a rotation here to, uh, to just to keep everybody fresh. We know that there will be injuries popping up here and there. But man, Kokaniemi, other than uh, two of seven in the faceoff circle, he was a very good player tonight. Didn't play a ton. He only played 10-31, but a couple of shots on goal, a couple more attempts. Uh, he won some physical battles. I thought he had some really quality chances. I uh, thought he was really good tonight. So uh, good for him because uh, it's nice to, when your team is 12-2, and two, it, it's nice to feel like you are playing a part in it. Uh, and it's hard when you're not playing so well and everybody else is around you. Uh, so good game for Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Uh, Antti Ranta, Alec asked me this in one of the intermissions, and I was frankly a little surprised when I found out that it was going to be Ranta starting tonight. And I asked Rod Brindamore about this in the pregame show, and, uh, you know, I love Rod. Uh, he didn't have a real good answer for it other than I, I felt like it. <laughs> and honestly, that's enough, but I mean, there was no, well, Ranta plays well historically against... Uh, Vegas, although he might, I'm not, I, I didn't really look at it. Uh, I, it's readily available. So I'll, uh, kind of browse through it as we're, uh, as we're getting closer and closer to this. Um, speaking of goaltenders versus an opponent, I mentioned earlier that Robin Lehner played very well today. Uh, he did, I thought he did, but he's now 0-6 lifetime against the Carolina Hurricanes. That is not a joke. 
Uh, Robin Leonard has made six starts now in his career against the Hurricanes, and he has yet to win any of them. So uh, you take that for what it's worth. Uh, Ronta in his career against Vegas in four starts was 1-2-1 and one with a 435 goals against average and an 880 save percentage. So I guess Rod was not playing, uh, you know, hot hand versus the opponent. Hot hand in the dice game, baby. But, so it just plays a hunch. Ronta starts. I uh, thought Auntie Ronta was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Could have been a lot worse in the second period. Uh, Carolina was just a mess with the puck for a while. Uh, once they settled in, they were fine. They just couldn't uh, get a goal to get themselves back out in front in the second. But uh, Ronta made some just huge saves. He robbed... Uh, who is it? Uh, he robbed Riley Smith. He got Mark Stone a couple of times. Uh, he was just very, very good in the, uh, especially in the second period, but really all game long. Uh, I thought he was absolutely dynamite. Got a little lucky on the uh, Yevgeny Dadonov. I always called him Dadonov. Uh, Dadonov when he was in Florida. Dadonov uh, rap chance which went off the the inside of the pad. This is in the first period of a scoreless game. Goes off the inside of the pad and then off the post uh, and stays out. It could have easily been a goal for the same price. Uh, but Ronta was excellent. Uh, and uh, just to talk about Seth Jarvis for a second. The goal will count. <laughs> uh, but he was otherwise really good. Made some really good defensive plays. Took the puck from Mark Stone. Uh behind the Carolina goal. Uh, Stone was about to come out from behind the goal with the puck, and Jarvis took it from him. Uh, made a couple of other very nice plays in the defensive zone. Folks, he's an NHL player. End of story. I don't know if he's going to play with Svechnikov and Aho the rest of the season, uh, but Carolina right now has two spectacular Scoring lines they can put against anybody in the NHL. Anybody. Svechnikov, Aho, and Jarvis. You've got Trocek, who's playing wonderful. Um, Teravainen played his left side, le- played the left side tonight. Uh, Natchez on the right. Uh, Teravainen, basically, his entire career with the Hurricanes has been played on the right side. He played a little bit in the middle at times. I remember when Jordan Stahl was hurt a few years ago. Uh, they, they had... Uh, Teravainen playing center, uh, and he, I mean he's fine there. Doesn't doesn't play the left side a lot, but I thought Turbo was excellent tonight. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to more of that when we talk to Alec Campbell in a little bit. Uh, but and those two lines are dynamite. Uh, Jordan Stahl normally does his thing. They created some chances too. I mean Stahl uh, Stahl had some opportunities to score. Uh, and the fourth line was excellent. The fourth line's been good throughout. Uh, and then the back end was, I mean, very, very solid. Again, except for about, you know, seven or so minutes of the second period. Uh, Carolina was just really, really solid all night long. A uh, couple of other, a couple of numbers before we're actually, and then we'll go through the, uh, the goals real quick. Uh, Vincent Trocek, 19-14, let all forwards in ice time, a goal and assist, a plus two. 13 and 8 in the faceoff circle. Seven hits and a blocked shot. Wow. What a game. Uh, Trocek's fourth goal of the season. It was the it was the uh, one that closed out the scoring. Uh, he's got nine assists. Sebastian Ajo, 1845, goal and assist, seven shots on goal. Uh, seventh goal of the season, ninth assist. Uh Teravine, 1905 of ice. A uh, couple of assists. Both both assists were uh, shots that were rebounded into goals. Uh, and they were both the primary assist. Uh, Alec might not like that. Uh, Alec is anti an assist for your missed shot, except that you could argue that Tevo Teravainen never intended those shots to go in. Uh, Aho on the power play goal in the first period, Trocek to close out the scoring in the third, Turbo with a couple of assists and two hits. He was throwing his body around, wasn't he? Uh, Seth Jarvis with the game winner, 14-12 of ice, a goal, three shots on goal. Uh, Tony D'Angelo played a good game again. Uh, 20-39 of ice time, second among defensemen. Remember, he's not playing with Jacob Slavin. He's playing with Brady Shea. Uh, So there's going to be ice head. 
Uh, Tony had the uh, the first goal of the game. He was a plus two on the night. Uh, Jacob Slavin, 24-39 on ice. Three shots on goal, two blocked shots. He was his typical great self. Ethan Bear, I thought, had a very strong game. 2014 on ice, three shots on goal, three more shot attempts. Uh, Martin Natchez was strong. Uh, through the first period, I thought Natchez was maybe their best forward through 20 minutes. I thought he was excellent in the first period. Uh, the pass to D'Angelo was exquisite. Uh, 1708 of ice time, a couple of assists for him, and then uh, Kotkaniemi played 1031, a couple of shots on goal, two more attempts. Uh, it was just very, very good. Uh, and those top two lines, the uh, Svech, Aho, Jarvis, Teravon, and Trocek, and Natchez was way too much for Vegas to handle. Way too much. Again, let's also recognize that uh, the Golden Knights are struggling with health. And then you get hit uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, who has been red hot, uh, I think, what, had nine points in his last six games or something like that, uh, had really, really been playing well. Uh, and you have, uh, you have him uh, going to COVID protocol. And uh, another, another weapon for Vegas, just unavailable because uh, they've just got decimated by injuries and now COVID. All right, I want to go through the goals because I think the goals, there's always something interesting to talk about within the goals. Uh, and the first one is, uh, you know, Tony D'Angelo gets a pass from Martin Natchez, but this was really the end of uh, consistently long, you know, solid puck possession shift. Carolina gets in basically a full line change, uh, and Martin Natchez comes on and finds D'Angelo uh, on the back door. Was pressuring Hagen. Turnover, Carolina keeping the puck in. Now Natchez setting it across D'Angelo, snap to it. He scores! Yeah, it was just a, a really, uh, just a beautiful pass. Uh, and D'Angelo had plenty of time, and he uh, went short side on Leonard. Leonard was looking, I guess, that it may be a shot from Natchez, but... Not sure why from from that far out. Natchez is probably not going to do it then because uh, he had room to maneuver. Uh, but that pass goes across to D'Angelo, who is on his natural side, so it's a little bit more difficult because the puck has to travel longer. Uh, and he just uh, whipped it in one nothing Carolina uh, at eleven oh seven. Natchez and Trocheck with the apples. Uh, then with a bat with just under a minute left in the period and on the power play. Uh, the seventh from Ajo. Gets it to D'Angelo, sweeps it to Teravainen, back to Svechnikov. Canes will get it to Trocek, below the goal line. D'Angelo back to Svechnikov across Teravainen, right on, rebound, they'll score! On the power play! Sebastian Ajo strikes with a man advantage again! Yeah, the fourth power play goal for Ajo this year. He leads Carolina in power play markers. Uh, that was Carolina's well, one of two uh, on the power play tonight. Golden Knights, by the way, 0 for 1. Yeah, I said that out loud. The Hurricanes committed one penalty. That's it. Just one penalty committed by the Carolina Hurricanes. How about that, sports fans? Uh, now we go after the, uh, let's just, a couple of comments about the second period. Uh, Brett Howden and Shea Theodore score uh, a minute 19 apart. The Howden goal, really good play by Vegas. Uh, and Howden just out-muscled Brendan Smith, which probably isn't going to happen a ton because Smith's a pretty strong character. Uh, but Howden got a little bit of a step. They're, of course, former Ranger teammates. Uh, and then kind of uh, fought Smith off with his uh, left elbow, left arm. I'm not saying he, fouled, he, he committed a penalty or anything. I'm just... It, Looked like he kind of threw his arm back uh, and fought Smith off. And then a uh, beautiful move goes backhand uh, over Ranta for 2-1. Minute 19 later, Andrei Svechnikov loses a battle along the right wall. Uh, puck ultimately comes over to Shea Theodore. Uh, I think it was the third shot attempt uh, on Ante Ranta that Theodore finally shoved it home. Uh, and it was 2-2, and then Vegas was still pretty good for the next couple of minutes after that, but I would say the last 12, 13 minutes of the period, Carolina had regained you know, command of the game. Then we get to the third period. 
Uh, and Carolina in a 2-2 game, looking for a strong start to the period. They didn't get really... Uh, well, they got a pretty good start to the period against St. Louis, uh, and they got a terrible start to the period against Philadelphia the day before, uh, but they didn't waste any time at all. Uh, Ethan Bear finally pounces on a puck, and then the young guy gave Carolina the lead. Canes trying to come up with a puck, and they do. Aho behind the net. Bear sneaks in. His shot. Blocker away, and he'll score! Yep, that was Seth Jarvis's second of the year. That one will count. It gave Carolina a 3-2 lead they would not relinquish. And then about 12 minutes later, it was Trocek finding loose change. Carolina keeps the puck in at the blue line. Natchez has it. Set up, shot right on. Rebound chance, they'll score! Yes, those all sound eerily familiar, don't they? Rebound chance, they'll score. Man, if you can get rebounds in this league and you have a chance to, to bury those... They are demoralizing. You know, it's one thing you have it when you give up pretty goals, but when you give up rebound goals, pretty good stuff from uh, from Carolina tonight. So uh, good for uh, good for them. Now, now some uh, some like the analytics of the night, just to show you just how good Carolina was all night long. Um, and honestly, there wasn't a period where Carolina wasn't the better team. Uh, in fact, the third period, which I thought was Carolina's best, analytically was not. But, you know, there was about three minutes of pull the goalie time. But still, I thought Carolina was excellent in all three periods. Uh, so here are the uh, here are the numbers. Uh, shot attempts for Carolina, 68-40. Uh, shots on goal. Carolina, 42-23. Scoring chances, Carolina, 31-23. High danger, and this is in all situations, 15-12 in favor of Carolina. I'm going to just say this uh, straight up. Carolina was, those those numbers are deceiving. I thought Carolina was better than that. Uh, Clearly, though, Vegas could have scored a couple of more goals were it not for Auntie Ranta. And uh, the Hurricanes could have done the same were it not for Robin Leonard, who, who I thought played well, even though he is now 0-6 all-time against the Hurricanes. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, my friend. Uh, welcome to the morning after the Hurricanes 4-2 win in Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Everything came up aces. In Vegas for the Hurricanes tonight. Rod Brindamore I, rolled the dice on Ante Ranta starting, and it paid off. I threw all of my money on red tonight, and it paid off. Seth and Jarvis Hur- cashed in his chips. Yes, Seth Jarvis cashed in. There were no snake eyes. How many Vegas puns? can we make about the Hurricanes win tonight? That should be a test. It should be a drinking game. Tomorrow morning, when you wake up in the morning, drink uh, every time gosh. we make a Vegas pun. I'm going to be so punchy in the morning. Uh, let's, let's, not, let's not spend any more time than we have to. Um, they were good. They were just flat good. I know Rod mentioned it after the game, and I've already talked about it. Vegas is really shorthanded. It's only game two for Mark Stone. No Max Pacioretty. No William Carlson. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault, who's been their best player so far this year, he gets COVID. Uh, I mean, they're just they're just a a, a, a mash unit. So uh, it's a team that Carolina probably should have beaten. Although I would point out that that lineup had basically had won what three in a row and had fought back. They won eight of ten. And they have fought back to nine and six on the year coming in. So it's still one of the best teams in the West. Robin Leonard had played fairly well. Um, and he played, I thought Robin Leonard played well tonight. But Carolina was just had, flat better. They hadn't lost a game on home ice since like October 24th either. So they're very good at home. Yeah, that Robert, I thought Robin was tough, especially early on in the game. 
Um, and then obviously through the second period, but uh, Carolina just had too much for them. I thought, I thought Carolina was, you know, they won the first period. The second period wasn't all that bad, even though they gave up two goals. I mean, I kind of still think Vegas had some of the more danger cha- dangerous chances yeah. in the period. And that was really, I think, where Ante Ranta had to step up the most was in the second period. Uh, but he did. And at least, you know, allowed Carolina to go to the second intermission with a tie game instead of down one. And then Carolina did what they hadn't done in the last couple of games in the third period, which was be the first to score. I mean, they came out and scored a minute and 11 seconds into the third period. It wasn't a complete disaster. It was a pretty dominant third period. And uh, Seth Jarvis, you know, gets off the schneid, and uh, he was he was good again tonight. I thought the, the top two lines were really good for Carolina tonight. Yeah. And um, – Ronta was good, too. I was a little surprised that we saw Ronta in that tonight. But, hey, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Rod plays hunches. So, um, I was surprised, too. Freddie Anderson was just kicking back. I believe he was ordering from uh, from the waitstaff. So, he's just hanging out, watching. And, and you knew the team was staying in Vegas for tonight, right? Yeah, I I actually kind of want I actually kind of thought about that in my head throughout the throughout the game. Like, I wonder if they're going to stay. Like, do they should they really care about like letting the players hang out in Vegas, or is it a better idea to just go on to wherever you're going? But I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to practice or skate tomorrow or not. Nah. Um. But I mean you probably aren't going to get a very good skate. No, they're not going to skate the, tomorrow. With the night in Vegas. But I kind of did want, I mean, I, I assume they would, but I also, you know, this isn't, it's not a field trip. It's not, you know, these aren't kids. You're not, you're not taking them to Vegas for the first time. Right. Like, these are, these are adults that are playing a hockey game two days from now. And, they, you know, if they had said, we're jumping on the plane, we're going to Anaheim, or we're going to get up and skate in the morning, and then we're going to go to Anaheim, that would have made a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't I don't really feel like you got to give these guys an opportunity to go out in Vegas just because you're there. Uh, in uh, in 20 minutes, I think Ajo and Tara Vinen will be at the pie gal table. Well. <laughs> I have no I mean, idea what they uh, play. I, I can honestly say that it, if it were me, the best thing for us to do would be to just go on to Anaheim. Yeah, I think I I think this was this trip was built in to spend the night because they're going to spend three days in Los Angeles anyway. I don't I don't right. I don't think they're going to change hotels based on Anaheim or L.A. So they play the Ducks on Thursday and then uh, then the Kings on Saturday afternoon. So. Uh, I'm I, just saying if I, I'm just saying if I was a player on the Hurricanes team and we were staying in Vegas, that would be bad news bears. Well, maybe for you, but they, they, these are solid yeah. family men, Alec. Yeah, yeah. they're just going to go every, see a show. They're just going to go see uh, Celine Dion. Yeah. Isn't isn't everybody a solid family man when they get to Vegas? They're just going to go see uh, Elton John. I don't right. know who's who's. Yeah. Who's 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 got a residency? In... Wayne Newton. Or Britney Spears. Maybe <laughs> maybe Britney Spears is still doing hers. I'll look it up. I'll look it up during the conversation. Here's the other thing. You and I talked about this in the intermission. If we ranked the forwards, because Nino Niederreiter came back and Martin Natchez is no longer sick. If we had to rank the 12 regular forwards and pick out the guy who should have come out of the lineup... Wasn't that guy Yisperi Kotkaniemi? It, it, it was the thing that I think was kind of going unsaid. Like, I had heard a couple of people. I had talked to a couple of people that, you know, mentioned that as the, the person that they would take out of the lineup. And I think it's correct. I just think that no one wanted to – no one really thought that that would be a possibility given, you know, the the, the – the, the politics behind the situation, 
and the way it all went down and also, you know, factoring in just that you, you have this kid playing on a new team in a position that's not natural to him. So, and I think it was, it would have been a little jarring to see him healthy scratch like this early in the season, I guess. But the only other way to, you know, to change things around was to move them, move them to a different position. So, I, I mean, I hadn't really allowed myself to consider that option. And if I'm being honest about it, there's a part of me that doesn't love it. Only because, I mean, we, we, we sat here and talked about the fourth line mm-hmm. the other night after the game. And the fact that they are playing their role. I, I've, I've really liked Derek Stepan's game. I'm love not it. even, I'm not fronting on that. I'm not, you know, I, I, like I said the other night, more than just a warm body. I mean, that's a line between he, Lawrence, and, and, and Martinook that's got, uh, I think, had nine points coming in tonight. They combined uh, five goals, I think, something along those lines. So it's not like they've just been doing nothing, and I'm kind of here for, you know, guys having earned their spot. Like, I mean, they've, they've done everything that they have been asked to do. And now, because of, you know, it feels like the, the situation that brought Kaniemi here, you know, you got to try to justify the move in a way. You got to try to keep him in the lineup for as long as possible. And it bumps out a guy who I don't really believe deserved to be bumped out. But it's also kind of part of the good problem, as we've talked about a lot, where this team's going to have good players sitting out when everybody's healthy. Yes. And so there's, there's also that reality to it, but you know, I'd have been pissed if I was Derek Stepan, to be honest. I, I, I understand it, but the guy's a pro and he'll be ready when his time is called to come back in. I don't know how Rod's going to do it. Uh, the way they played today, I'm inclined to believe that they will roll the same lineup out there with the exception of Freddie Anderson, I believe, in Anaheim. Um, I'm almost positive that we'll see we'll see Anderson there. Having him uh, take six days off is fine. Having him take eight days off, not fine. Um, and then we can see Ranta in L.A. on Saturday afternoon, which because it feels back-to-back-ish when you go from a 10 o'clock start to a 4, four o'clock in the afternoon start on Saturday um, in terms of Eastern time, but... Um, I assume he'll roll the same lineup out there, but I mean, Derek Stepan's not going to stay out of the lineup forever. Um, no, but the, I mean, it's worth it's worth saying that Kudkiniemi in the middle, different looking player. I thought he was I thought he was terrific tonight. Um, he did so many good things. He hounded pucks. Uh, he he created scoring chances. That line was good. Martinook and, yeah, and L- Lawrence and Kotkaniemi, that was a good line tonight. Yeah, I thought they were good. I mean, I didn't – to me, it wasn't like it was, you know, all-world anything. I didn't feel like it stood out to me all that much. Um, but, yeah, they, 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 they were good. Um, but, you know, it, it just – again, it's like one of those things where, like you mentioned in, in the intermission, I mean, if you were looking at the the twelfth best forward, it wasn't Derek Stepan. It was Kokaniemi. Right. And he gets an opportunity to stay in the lineup, but may, maybe that's professional sports. Uh, I thought it was fine. You know, I, again, I wasn't necessarily blown away by it, but but cool. You know, whatever. Uh, Yeah, look, Derek Stepan will get back in the lineup, Uh, and who knows if they don't uh, if they don't do that, like just create a rotation, uh, and then Kotkaniemi is going to have to go back and play the wing. I think. I I wonder if just the way he played tonight uh, will just relax him a little bit, and even if he does go back to the wing, uh, will open him up. Uh, Tavo Teravainen, for the first time in since I can remember, uh, I don't believe has ever really played left wing for the Hurricanes. Maybe he's taken shifts here and there, 
Uh, but Trocek in the middle with Natchez on the right and Teravainen on the left. He's always played his offside. Uh, I thought I thought Turbo was tremendous. Uh, it was a typical Tavo Teravainen game. He even had two hits, Alec. I know. I, I loved their line. I think they were my favorite line of the night. I gave the entire line a star tonight because I couldn't decide who to give one to. Right. I, th- I mean, like, you know, Natchez was good. I thought he was the best player in the first period. Um, they, you know, six points for, for them tonight. Um, so I, I mean, I, it, Vincent Trocek was laying hits too. Yep. Trocek seven. had like five hits and I know he had seven total. He had like five in the first period alone. He did. <laughs> um, and he was a plus in the, uh, a plus or over 50% in the faceoff yep. circle too. So I thought Trocek had a really complete game. I thought it was interesting after the game where he was like, I didn't really feel that good in the first period. So I was just hitting people because <laughs> I, it was it was keeping me in the game essentially. Like it it, it got me loose and got my legs going a little bit. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, find a way, man. Find a way. Do what you got to do. I love that. Yeah. Like if it, if you know if it's not happening for you in some way, shape, or form, I mean, you gotta. You got to find a way to get into it, and if that's the way you got to do it, then I'm good with it. How about three of the four goals are rebounds for Carolina tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all their goals I thought were really good goals. I mean, Tavo Teravainen had two of them, I think. Where two he, two of know, the assists, right? Two two of, two of the rebound. Two, now, are you okay with those as assists? It depends because. <laughs> I think that if there, there's a possibility that you're throwing pucks at the net to get a rebound. Yes. And if that's the case, then yes, I'm 100% <laughs> in for that. Because there's an intent there. Where I'm not for these wacky-ass assists is when there is no intent, like the one where Ethan Bear throws it off of somebody's leg and it gets blocked on the way through and pick, Jarvis picks up the rebound. That I don't think deserves an assist. Primary apple. Yeah. <laughs> but but so the cool. other ones, yeah, I'm cool with for sure. Yeah, by the way, just to uh, illustrate the point, in all situations, actually, no, this is at five on five. Teravon and Trocek and Natchez. 17 shot attempts, four, one against. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, like, the Aho Jarvis Svechnikov line, uh, in at five on five, nineteen to eight, they were dominant too. Yeah, uh, they were great. Yeah, they just they they allowed a little more. They did, but they but they were still dominant offensively. In fact, I think in terms of like you said, what was the number? Nineteen for the Aho line and seventeen for the yeah Trocheck line. Yeah, yeah. No, they were they were great. They were great tonight. Well, you know, the, the one... Go ahead. The one knock... I mean, the, the one... The only knock I can remember for for the Ajo line, they were on the ice for the for the Theodore goal. Yeah, Svechnikov lost the battle on the wall. Yeah, he lost the battle on the wall, but I'm also fairly certain that that's Seth Jarvis's defenseman coming into the zone. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know necessarily for sure, but usually the wingers are responsible for the defensemen yeah. when they float in. And I mean, Theodore was just standing there having a smoke, <laughs> waiting for the puck to come for him, come to him. And he had three tries at it. Yes, he did. I mean, Ronta made the first two saves. Somebody got to help him out. Yeah. But he had no... No opposition. Yeah. So somebody got to somebody got to be covering that. But yeah, there was a, ba- a battle loss, and but that was Fetchnikov uh, who lost the battle. Yeah, that line so, was awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, that that was obviously a mistake, but that line was tremendous. Uh, Trocheck, Teravine, and Natchez was great. Uh, same situation, by the way. Kotkaniemi's line, eleven six advantage. Uh, they gave up a little bit uh, as well. There were some scoring chances that they gave up, but 
for the most part, this was a dominant performance uh, by Carolina. All right, give me your three stars, and then we'll close up shop. All right, I had um, the Trocheck line as my third star. That is such a cop out. I know. <laughs> I, know it is. I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide if I wanted Trocheck or Taravainen in there. I knew I wanted Aho in there too. There were a lot of a lot a lot so, of potential stars tonight. Yeah. So, um, God, this, I, don't you hate it when you pull up to a gas pump and the pump's broken? Yes. And you don't know it until you get out and you undo the cap and Where's you the- get your card out. They, what, they, there was no bag around the handle? No. No, there's no bag. And you got to get back in your car. You got to start the engine. You got to yeah. pull to another pump. Yeah. Yeah, I got to back up, turn the engine off again. Anyway. That sucks. Um, yeah. Second line gets the third star. Ajo, uh, Ajo gets the second star. And Ronta gets the first star. But very nice. I considered Aho, but I left him off my list. Uh-oh, they're coming for you. What did you do? I think those are wolves. I <laughs> uh, love it. Well, we're not going to Phoenix just yet. Um, I had I had Ronta as my third star. He could have easily been the first. I'm not even arguing. I had Ronta as my third star. I had Tavo Teravainen as my second and I had Vincent Trocheck as my first star. Yeah, I mean, I could I, I considered having just Tavo and Trocheck as stars along with Ronta, but yeah, I mean, I uh, but I had Aho on my me. list. I decided to give the whole line of stars. Yeah, I had Aho on my list. I had Jarvis on my list. Um, I had Slavin on my list. He was great again. I thought I thought their uh, their top defensemen played really well tonight. The two top pairs uh, were all very good. D'Angelo was good. Shea was good. Slavin was good. Bear was good. Plus, he had that big assist on the Jarvis goal. The great setup. Oh yeah, the great oh, setup yeah. was, there. <laughs> it was really really heady play by Ethan Bear. Shoot it! Shoot it off somebody's leg and just bank it right to Seth Jarvis. For the goal. Physics. It's all physics, yeah. man. It's all ball bearings these days. Ball bearings. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else to add before uh, before we have to go to bed? Um, I've got nothing to add. 12-2. and two. Washington lost oh. in overtime to Anaheim. I saw that. I saw that. Um, Washington tied it up late in the third, but lost it in overtime. So Carolina picks up another Anaheim, point. Anaheim's kind of decent this year. Are so they are not? the Kings. Yes, Anaheim yeah. and the Kings are decent. So is San Jose. Um, yeah, I, James Reimer. Yeah, I have not yet figured out if these teams in the West are good or the entire West is meh and everybody mm-hmm. looks good. Right. I haven't figured yeah. it out yet. I'm not saying because Anaheim's got some great young talent. Trevor Zegers is one of the best players in the Western Conference. Uh, Carolina's going to have to be very aware of where he is at all times. Um, Ryan Getzlaff knows that there's talent there. That's why he didn't leave. He didn't leave to chase a cup somewhere else. Uh, he would have rather. He's already won a cup, so he wanted to stay there. Uh, and be there when this team made the playoffs again, and uh, they very yeah. they might very well be a playoff team. So um, they're getting True good competitor. No, no ring chasing for Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah, no, uh, no like no super teams like Corey Perry or Joe Thornton, uh, just yeah. trying to chase chase rings. Kevin Durant, Carl Malone, no, no, no Kevin Durant, Gary Payton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robert Ory, uh, God, the ultimate, the ultimate ring chaser. Well, he just brings rings with him. Yeah, that's true. That's different with him. All right, different. Alec Campbell. Uh, I'll I'll see you in moments. <laughs> All right, snap your finger. All right, let's hear from uh, the head coach, the first star, according to me, Vincent Trocheck, and the teenager, and we'll uh, we'll start with Rod Brindamore because. Really, this was about as good a performance as Carolina was 
uh, you know, really has thrown out there all year long, statistically, the way it looked, all of that. Uh, but always remember, Vegas a little bit shorthanded. It's a great game for us. You know, it's, it's how it probably should look, considering they're missing a lot of players, you know. And, um, I just thought we just stuck to our game the whole way. We had, you know, obviously we had the lead, we gave it up, but you know, that's going to happen. They had a couple of chances and they capitalized and then, I just felt like we just kept playing. and Yeah, we need to make some saves. Ronta played great for us. Um, but I just liked our overall effort and the way we went about our business. So it was good. How much did it help only having one penalty, but yeah. everyone kind of getting the workload? Like, the least yeah. Well, the game the game was great. I, I thought it was officiated really well. Like, they just let it, let us play. Let everyone play. And, and um yeah, I mean, we could roll the lines. He was rolling his lines. We were rolling our lines. Everyone was kind of – it was a good flow of the game. Um, yeah, I thought uh, – I don't know, it was entertaining. Lots of chances, even without penalties, right? They, that's how the game's coached now, that you're going to create chances. You don't need to have a ton of power plays to get offense. How much was the message from the second to the third, kind of just sticking with the line yeah. putting a lot of shots on the Well – I mean, that part of it's not part of the plan. I mean, we don't talk about that. It's just part of the process if you're doing it right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, so we were up to, we came back after the second, and it's tied to, it wasn't like we were playing poorly, that's for sure. We, we gave up a couple opportunities, and they capitalized in the second. I just thought we just got, let's just go on a period. That was the attitude we had. And Now let's go to the guy who was the first star of the game and Vincent Trocek, uh, who had an assist on the Ajo uh, power play goal. It was uh, was it was it Aho? I think it was. I think it was the Aho power play goal. Anyway, Trocheck had an assist uh, early on, and uh, but he didn't feel good in the in, in the first period. But he built a game, as Trip Tracy likes to say. Felt awful in the first. I was just trying to hit people to stay in front of him. I think, but um, I think in the second started to feel my legs started to feel a little bit better. Um, I think as a team we we kept it. A, Simple for the most part. We had a few lapses there early in the second, but um, we got back to our game right after that and, and stayed with it the whole time. So uh, I think that's the recipe for us is just kind of staying with our game, staying simple, and I think we did that tonight. As the, as the game went on, you guys noticed you were getting a lot more rebounds and you were able to capitalize on that position. Yeah, I think that was kind of the message was sending the puck on net, um, crashing the net and, and looking for loose pucks. We're going to get a dirty one or two. So uh, we were trying to throw it from everywhere and I think what we had 45 shots or something like that. So um, anytime you have that many shots, you're going to get some opportunities. I heard this before about Seth Jarvis, that he was he got off the schneid. Well, I mean, he's been scoring. They just haven't all counted, right? It was nice. I knew I was pretty sure it was going to count, but you never know. So I was just happy they dropped the puck after and I was able to celebrate Team's offensive output was certainly there tonight. At one point, you guys were on pace for over 50 shots on goal. How did it feel from your perspective? Yeah, I think, uh, especially in the first and third, I think we really played our game. I think in the second, I think if we stuck to our game, I think we got a little away from it a little bit. But I think we could have easily over 50 shots. But, yeah, that's just a testament to kind of how we want to play. Just put blocks on that, especially off face-offs, trying to create a little bit of chaos. And, yeah, good things happen when you kind of throw it to the net. How's your offense put together quite the performance as the game went on as well? How nice was it to have him back there, especially during that second period when, like you said, you got away from it, but he was back there. Yeah, awesome. He always had a great, great rock in the net, and I think for him, he was uh, he was stellar. He made a couple of huge saves, a couple of game-saving saves. Uh, yeah, I think that's what uh, he expects from himself, and I think that's what we uh, we expect from him. He's a great goalie, and he, he showed it tonight. Hurricanes 12-2 and now on the season. They continue to lead the... Uh, Metropolitan Division. The Metropolitan Division is great. Islanders got smoked again tonight. Uh, that was not good. Uh, they they lost 6-1 to the Florida Panthers. Capitals were losers in overtime in Anaheim. They lost 3-2. Uh, Toronto was a 3 nothing winner. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Rangers beat Montreal 3-2. Philadelphia won. They beat Calgary. I think two one was the final score. Buffalo beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's in a tough, tough spot right now. Pittsburgh can't win. Uh, they're banged up like crazy. Still no Malkin. Uh, so uh, and Arizona picked up a win. They beat St. Louis. St. Louis still feeling the effects of Saturday night. Maybe I don't know. 
but the Metropolitan Division is just absolutely amazing. Carolina, 24 points in 14 games. They have the lead. Uh, they lead by a point over Washington, but they have two games in hand. The Rangers are also a point back. Uh, still two games in hand on the Rangers. Uh, then it's back to Philadelphia with 18 points in 14 games. So Carolina, obviously, uh, in in very good shape. But, of course, we have a long way to go. 14 games played, 24 points. That's the most points uh, in the Metropolitan Division. Florida's got the most points in the East. They have 25 points in 16 games, 11-2-3. They continue uh, to pump in tons of goals. They have 62 goals in 16 games, 62. Carolina is a high-scoring team. They've got 49. Washington uh, actually has 56 in 16 games, uh, but Florida in 16 games has 62 goals on the season. Think about this. Toronto, for all of their high-flying offense, 46 goals in 17 games. Just remarkable. Florida's legit, but I think uh, everybody knows that Florida's legit. Winnipeg leads the Central Division. They were off tonight, 9-3-3 on the season, 21 points in 15 games. They are a point ahead of Minnesota, who's also off to a great start, franchise best 10-5 start. Uh, Actually, it was 10-4. That was the uh, franchise best before they lost their last game. Anaheim leads the Pacific, so uh, it'll be best in the Metro versus best in the Pacific on Thursday night. At the Pond, do they still call it the Pond? Uh, the Ducks have won eight straight. They are 7-2-1 and one at home, 23 points in 17 games. And until after that game is played, I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Give them, a, give them a shout. Hit them up online, aluminumcompany.com for a free no-obligation estimate. You will not be disappointed. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can rate us. You can review us. Give us five stars. I don't really care. What I, what, what I do care about is you give us feedback. If you like it, let us know what you like. Let us know what you'd like to see or hear. I guess you could hear it. Or maybe you'd like to see it. Maybe we can work some YouTube in. Uh, I don't think I'm smart enough to figure all that stuff out. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you Thursday after another late night with the Hurricanes. I'm Adam Gold. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.